This is a HeadGum Podcast. Heavenly Father, we say thank you for today and this beautiful day that you have given us. And we thank you that, like you say in your word, Lamentations 3, that because you love us, we are not consumed. And great is thy faithfulness. Your mercies are new every morning. So we just say thank you. We say thank you that we are here in the land of the living. We have, we're so excited that there's so much life and so much purpose within inside of us. We thank you that you also say in your word, Isaiah 43, you said, Behold, forget the former things. For I do a new thing in the earth. I do a new thing in you. And the chapter before that, you said, don't even remember. Don't even, don't even consider the old things, Mother Darling says. Don't even consider them. He says, because I'm doing a new thing. And so we're so excited that with every heartbeat and with every breath, it's a chance to fulfill the destiny and the purpose that is in our hearts and that is on our lives. So we just say thank you for just everything that you give us. And we bless you and we love you. And we just ask for grace for today. Give us strength to carry on. Give us everything that we need. We ask that you reveal yourself. Give us love, peace, and joy. Amen. Bye. Monos. Monos. All right. The legendary, the icon, the the ooh ah, Miss Blue Ivy. Oh, uh, so fabulous! Is one of the youngest people ever to be nominated for a Grammy. Look at her, girl. She's making moves at eight years old. Girl, what's good? Girl, what was she doing at eight years old? Girl, sucking on a popsicle. <laughs> she was nominated for the best music video for Brown Skin Girl. Y'all remember that song? Brown Skin Girl, skin just like pearls. Oh my gosh, love it. Um, she is a writer on the... <laughs> bitch, your mama's at her up. She is a writer on the song and she sings the first few lines of the song, Come Through. Now, however, she is not the youngest ever to be nominated for a Grammy. There were two others in the past, past nominees that were also eight at the time of their nomination. However, she's a little bit older by a few months. Right, both. Also in news, the Recording Academy asked Tiffany Haddish. Y'all know Tiffany. Ow, she ready. <laughs> I love her so much. To host the Grammys. But the comedian declined. Okay, now we are learning that they asked her to host without pay. I'm offended by it. Okay, wait a minute. <clears throat> you want her to host without pay? Did you look? at who she was, and you just want her to come do something for free. And this is the Recording Academy, the Prestige Academy. We know they have a budget. Okay, sis? That part. And then, so they said, we're not going to pay you. And they didn't have no budget to even supplement. Like, girl, they weren't going to provide hair and makeup. And if they did, um, because how they say in Hollywood, um, you would have to bring your own things if we didn't have what you needed, i.e. meaning shade, complexion, foundation, hair extensions, whatever like black folks need to do the gig, they were not going to provide. Trash, right? Just trash. Now, the Recording Academy is a nonprofit, and they say they usually do not pay their hosts. But the Recording Academy president, Harvey Mason Jr., who is... 
delicious, issued an apology for the offer, um, saying that he did not know, um, like, the the booker is what he said. The booker sent out the, the message, and he didn't know. And I'm like, how are you the president and you didn't know? Like, that just don't add up. The, the, the apology was trash. It didn't feel sincere. He didn't look, like, professional in it. It looked like he was like, oh, let me just throw this out here real quick just to kind of quiet the peace. Like, bitch, you should have been in the office with a suit or something at least. You know what I mean? The fact that you are a black man in Hollywood in this prestigious uh, role, like, this is the prestigious Recording Academy, the Grammys. You probably won out of how many others, you know what I mean? To be in this place and then to just go, oh, I didn't know, trash, whatever. Now, <clears throat> London act, London, let me, let me put my little UK accent on. London actor Kalichi Okafor, that, that jacked up her last name. London actor Kalichi Okafor, Lord forgive me for jacking up her name. She's fabulous though, she's fabulous. Had a few comments. I love this video. But it seems like no matter where you end up in society, as a black woman, you're always expected to be grateful to be there. I am not a grateful black woman when you're entering into these spaces that are antiquated in their values and so draconian in their mindset. And, you know, they feel like you should just be happy. Regardless of how much you've done for yourself, you should be happy because you're getting exposure. Fam, that's why I wear sunscreen. I'm not trying to get exposure. You know, black women have just been like, you know, well, you know, at least I've got a seat at the table. I don't want a seat at anybody else's table so they can tell me when to get the fuck up when they're tired of me. I want my own banqueting hall. One of my favorite things that she says is she says, I'm not a grateful woman when you enter into these spaces that are draconian and their mindsets. You're supposed to be happy because you're getting exposure. She said, fam, that's why I wear sunscreen. I don't want a seat at your table. I want my own banquet all. Like, that is so true, so relevant. Okay, I don't need to do the accent. That is so true, so relevant. Like, that is just what I've been feeling for so long. Like, I feel like even with the Grammys, even with these other award shows and these other, like, why do we still hold them in such regard, like when we have the money to do our own thing. We have the talent to do our own thing. Like, why? I, I, I just don't understand. And we are the culture. We are the needle and the thread of the effing culture. So, like, if we would just do us, the folks in the checks would still come, honey, because they've always been here. We've just never been the gatekeepers. And I just really feel like for a sense of independence and we really need to create like a, our own lane. And I remember the early days of hip hop, like it was really about originality and creating your own space. And somehow like in all of it, not just hip hop, but just in everything of authenticity, money and collusion and delusion got up in it, sis. And we, I think we just lost it. And I think we just need to come back to like, this is ours. We're hot. We're great. And we're going to like own it. Like Beyonce could have given herself best artist, best like album, whatever. Like she could have threw her own award show because the facts are in the like the stats. It's like we can read the numbers. We see what she's doing. We can watch it. We can see it. We can listen to it. So like, why are we still waiting? You know what I mean? Like, why are we, why are black actors still waiting on like opportunities? Like, I just, I don't know. Like, we just need to create our own lane. And I just, I'm really so happy to hear Kalichi say that, like, 
Yes, ma'am. Holy Spirit, send us funds so we can do what we need to do. Amen. Like, we have the NAACP Image Awards and the BET Awards, but, like, why are there not others? Like, I remember the Source Awards. Like, you remember the Source Awards? You remember the Vibe Awards? Like, the Soul Train Awards? I mean, they're still going, but I just feel like there should be so much more. And why are those awards not revered? You know what I mean? Like, we're the artists who put the music on. It's very much like FUBU, for us, by us. So why is it not celebrated and revered the same way? Uh, I don't know. That's crazy. Um, but <clears throat> new things are coming forth. Miss Beyonce, we see that you are with Disney. Uh-huh. So we are just going to call you forth. And uh, maybe they can be a co-sponsor, sis, but we want you to own your own award show, okay? And Callie and, what's her name? Chloe and Hallie can open up. Yes, God. Drag Race Reveal! Season 13 of RuPaul's Drag Race returns January 1st, and there's a twist with this season. I just want to say, Holy Spirit, I say thank you. I'm so thankful, girl, that I am one of them, girl. I'm just so thankful. And I'm thankful that I was on an amazing season, honey, an Emmy Award, a multiple Emmy Award winning season, honey. I just, I'm just so thankful. Like, girl, my life has been forever changed. Like, I just, girl, the, the, ugh, the girls who get on this show, like, their life is forever. I'm just so grateful. Just so grateful, girl. God is faithful, girl. Oh, faithful. Now, this season will start with six lip syncs for your lives, children. For your lives. Are you ready? Are you ready? Oh, girl. Now, this is the gag. What if? What if multiple people go home? Episode one, girl. That would be a gag, bitch. That would be a gag. It was like, I spent all of this money just to go home on episode one. Well, bitch, I made an entrance. There we go. Also, this show has its first trans man contestant. Gottmik is legendary in these streets. When I tell you that he paints the dolls, okay? Let's, let's go through his client list if you don't mind, mother darling. <laughs> Heidi Clum, you know that girl, Victoria's Secret Runway Supermodel, that girl, Project Runway Host, that girl, honey. Got Mick paints her face for her show called Queen of Drags. Got Mick also does makeup on Paris Hilton, like, uh, stamped, okay? Gigi Gorgeous, Got Mick is friends with James Charles. Got Mick has also done the makeup for Little Nas X in the streets. I want to meet my little brother someday soon. Okay, cute. Let's bring him on the show next. Anyway, we're so excited. And the rumors now, you know, I am a, you know, a, a former alumni and people like to come and talk to me and tell me things and Word on the street is, is that Gottmik turns the party, okay? And does very, 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 very well, darling. I'm not going to give away too much, you know. Go to Jake Yonce for that, but... Mm -hmm. Also, legendary children, Mother Rue, Mother Tuckin' Rue Paul, darling, is in the Guinness World Records. <laughs> For having the most 
Emmy Award nominations in her story, darling. RuPaul's Drag Race receives 39 Emmy noms and 19 wins. Talking about creating your own lane, legendary children, okay? What people may say is weak and foolish, honey. If God blessed it and stamped it and said it is a yes, bitch, you better take it and run, all right? Let that be the damn confirmation you need, okay? I think that is so fabulous to think that he was just a little queer, black, gay boy growing up in this wicked-ass world and then to leave, like, his mom's house, move to New York and, like, start it from the bottom. Like, the bitch is sickening, okay? And y'all gonna stop dragging him about this damn fracking, okay? That's, that's all I'm gonna say. Y'all gonna stop dragging him about this damn fracking. This is what I'm gonna say. If y'all wanna drag Rue, just, just bring up the rest of the white people that's doing it, too. That's all I'm gonna say, okay? If you gonna bring up one, but you ain't gonna drag the black one. That's what we not doing, okay? But shout-outs to you, Mama Rue. I'm so proud of you. Talking about Jake Yonsei, have y'all... No shade, sis. I'm not reading you. I'm just thinking, like... You give me very much this character. Have you seen The Incredibles? Do you remember the villain? Not saying that you're a villain, sis. But do you remember the villain, Buddy Pines? Sis. Side by side, you are really giving me that tea. I love you, though. I love you. You know, I, I give you all the views, sis, because I do. But I was just watching The Incredibles of it, and I was like, this looks like Jake Yancey. I live. All, like, if we could make a queer version of Buddy Pines, bitch, it would be Jake Yancey, girl, reading the girls. For the, for the sheets, girl, I live. Anyway, Jake Yancey, I love you. Beyonce fans, the beehives. They are what? Oh, do y'all remember Chris Tucker when he was in that movie, Fifth Element, and he was like, Bzzz. Girl, I want it to be that costume. I'm going to do that this year. Now that I feel like I'm a little bit thinner for Halloween, girl, I'm going to get the little Bantu knots. Truthfully, it was the little rose costume. That's what, see, Chris Tucker was, he was queer, right? And the only thing I just didn't want to do was just hump that lady in the closet. But that was it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Ivy Park. <laughs> y'all know I got ADD. Um, Ivy... <laughs> Ivy Park, Beyonce fans, bzz, girl, they're mad because Beyonce, who's in a collaboration with Adidas, who has this fabulous company named Ivy Park, had what? These two Russian models who was up there in 2020 blackface. Serving the poses down, had the hair texture, the spray tans, the contact lenses everything down and left it up there for a few days after the fans had said, sis, what are you doing? Ivy Park, what are you doing? Like, what are you, now here you go. It's not like Ivy Park said, hey, we're going to go get these two white girls. We're going to spray tan them dark as hell, give them racially ambiguous hair and uh, accentuate their features. So they look, you know what I mean? That part. No, what Ivy Park did was they said, we're going to send out all of this free press to all of these people. We're going to send them all of these PR kits with, you know, the little outfits. And then they're going to take photos, post them on social media. That's the agreement. And then Ivy Park is going to collect all of these photos and then repost them. So that means that the Ivy Park team knew what was going on and still chose to post it. And then after the fans, said, sis, what are you doing? They kept it up there. And then on top of it, not only that these basic hoes were just getting the paycheck and getting gigs, 
looking like us. But when these tragic hoes was called out, and your point, I just feel like, what? What? Where's feminism in that? Where's the unity of all women in that where you know the history, you know what has been done, and so you go, uh, and your point, this is what's paying my rent. I'm sorry that you got to look like us. I mean, not really. I'm, I'm blessed. I'm blessed that through cosmetics and cosmetic surgery and through everything else that you found it deep in your heart that you want it to look like us, but it's trash that you use us as a costume. To, it's just trash, girl. It just, it hurts the inside of my heart. Like, it's just so not okay. It's so not. Because for me, I have a Black niece who is, what, eight years old. We see what Black women who grew up without social media already feel about themselves and have been brainwashed to feel. What Black men would just, hello, feel about themselves and have been brainwashed to. So with this social media and you see what Blackness look at when you go look up urban hairstyles or Black hairstyles uh, on Pinterest and we see white women or racially ambiguous women with like this curly natural, like it, What? You type in black beauty and white women still t- come up. Like, I just don't get it. This, What is going on? What does that say to the young black girl? What does that say to the young Spanish girl? What does that say to the young Indian girl? Like, to the to the melanated girls out there. Like, what does that say? It's, it's just so, like, and I think the hardest thing, like, the beauty of brown skin girl is that it is celebrated because when you are melanated, you have nowhere to hide. And the deeper you are, the deeper in complexion you are, there's no place to hide. And you stand, you stand out. They notice you. And because they notice you, because of the system that we live in, they can shame you and hurt you and hold op- withhold opportunity, uh, finances, resources, and everything. Like, just, it's just trash, girl. But you know what? God is looking down on the wicked, honey. And there is a day, okay? There is a day. Who is this coming up from Basra with his garment stained red? Go read it again for yourselves, children. Okay. What can we just say this? Why is it that when black people said, oh, we are going to renounce all of this self-hatred, all of this anti-blackness, and we are going to love the skin we are in, honey. We are going to love all of y'all trashy bitches had to just, oh, it's popping now. Melanin is popping, girl. Let me go get it, girl. Let me go. And you know, you can get on the black market and just get the little pills. It's going to make you dark as hell. Like what? Why are you wearing Brazilian bundles, sis, when they got the Italian mink silk straight? I don't get it. I don't get it. It, it, it don't make sense. It, it just don't. Sit down. Bye. Have a nice day. Cute. I'm learning time. I'm learning time. All right, family. On this week on I'm Learning Things. We have my good, good, good Judy. I was so, we have so many things to talk about. I was so blessed to be in his, um, I'm going to call it his uh, video, like EP. Yeah, it's like it's like movie, musical, visual, album. Yeah, yeah, very that, very <laughs> that. I was just so happy to be there. Anyway, Kaylin Allen. Oh my Hello. God. How are you? This is so gaggy because... You are just, first of all, like, iconic. And I remember when you messaged me one day, like, I think right after Drag Race, and you'd be like, bitch, I love you. And I was like, ah! <laughs> Shut up! Okay, so here you go. I, also, you're born and raised in KC. Correct. I'm from Kansas City, Kansas, Wanda County. Uh, 
See, okay, for those of the people who don't know, okay, so uh, Kansas City is generally known as just Kansas City, Missouri, if you just don't know. But Kansas City, so Kansas and Missouri are sister states, and there Uh is a state line that divides them. So you have Kansas City, Kansas, and Kansas City, Missouri. Kansas City, Kansas is a free state. Kansas City, Missouri was a slave state. So if you got trapped in Kansas City, uh, Missouri, you were stuck. Now, here you go. If you, (laughs) just a little history, um... If you don't know something about people from Windout County, it's called the Dot, and people uh-huh. from the Dot just have—I was let's just say it like this—I was very gagged to find out that you're from Windout County because <laughs> uh, Windout County people just they're bougie, but hood bitch, real yeah. hood from the white people and the black people bitches, everybody <laughs> in between is just. Look, don't come over here fucking up on our grass now. They just very that type of team, bitch. It's, it's <laughs> a little bit of everything. You know, you know who else is from Wyandotte County? Janelle Monet. Janelle Monet is from Wyandotte County as well. Now that makes sense, because I was looking at her thinking that she was from Lawrence, right? And I was like, maybe she's sophisticated, but she had this hood element about her that does give me that now. When she was, whether you're high or low, it was really that. Okay, now uh-huh. she makes sense. Now she uh-huh. makes sense. Okay, so here you go. One, I want to just say, let me sing your praises real quick. What I love about you. Also, how old are you? I'm 24. And a child (laughs) shall lead them is what the Bible says, right? And a child (laughs) shall lead them. Okay, now it makes a little bit more sense. But Mm -hmm. I just still want to say the freedom that and the comfortability that you have just sitting with inside of you and sitting in your own space that you create is just so powerful and freeing and I, I look at you and, and, and your videos and different things or the, oh, bitch you're so skinny I hate you uh, you look <laughs> bitch when you had on the little Ivy Park with the little green and you had the little uh, the little V line popping out yes, bitch I yes. was better <laughs> anyway <laughs> uh, your waistline is just uh, nothing rude anyway uh, <laughs> just so rude girl um, just rude but I just what I love is that you're just so free in you and I just go Holy Spirit like what was I doing now that I know that you're 24 like what was I doing at 24 trying to pray away the very thing that made me special trying to mm. renounce that very thing and so I just I love the freedom that you possess. Okay, so you're 24. Tell me and the fans that are listening, mm-hmm. like, how you got started. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to just say it like this. When God has given you something, like, you can try the, like, what did the Bible say? Like, Jeremiah, keep it shut up. But, it, you know, it's like fire, so you can't keep it quiet. Like, when you just are who you are and you love who you are and you know who you are, no matter what you do, God's going to bless it. And I feel like you just went from just like, let me just share my own two piece to like success, bitch. Like, girl, there's money in the bank account. The bitch is doing well. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so just tell the people like how you got started. Yeah. So it all started in November of 2017 when I was still in school in Philadelphia. I was going to Temple University And I was on my way to work when I came across this video of some cornbread being made on Facebook. It was a sponsored post. And I said, you know what? I should make a video of me reacting to this. So I threw up my my phone and I pressed record and I did my first reaction video. And then when I published it, I published it at night. And when I woke up the next morning, it had gone viral. And then I was like, oh, 
I guess this is a thing. So I made a couple more after that. Those went viral. I started getting calls from like Bravo, from like producers that wanted to build a show around me. And then I got the one big call, which was the Ellen DeGeneres show. And then from that moment, I flew out to L.A. I taped an episode of Ellen on December 13th. It aired January 2nd. And on January 13th, I was moving to Los Angeles. And that's the way it happened. That that quick, oh, that fast. Oh, I just want to just talk in tongues real quick on the microphone and say, girl, <laughs> what, what God has for you, right? Won't he do it? Won't, Won't he, do, he it? do it? Won't he do I it? I live. I live. And what I love, um, let's say it like this also. I just, very much like Joseph, right? In the book with the mm-hmm. 12 brothers. And you know how he was sold off to slavery. Not that part, but how Joseph was trained up. Before mm-hmm. he was in the place of power, you know what I mean? Before mm-hmm. he was second in command, he just wasn't just some Joe Schmo or just a, just a anybody. Like, you're actually really, really brilliant, really, really smart. And I believe that that's the other thing that really helps you navigate the rooms and the spaces that you're in as mm-hmm. a queer artist. Like, can we just jump into it real quick? For those of you who don't know, Kaylin has a Christmas album called For Christmas Say. Absolutely. Very, very it's fabulous. The music is Thank good. You. It's very pussy cut girl. It's very much like, I don't want to shade her, but <laughs> there was another Christmas album done by a queer artist back in the day. And I guess it was cute for the time that it was, but uh-huh. I just feel like this one got a little bit of like, like a, like a big titty woman on it that just, still is, <laughs> you know, just like Santa baby bitch, like Santa baby Girl, just very that girl. You got to get into it. And the visuals are very plain. Did you uh, strut in the heels? Okay. Just tell the people, first of all, one, what inspired you to Uh do the album? And then we can jump into the visual. So the album itself, the reason why I wanted to do it is that I am in, I just love Christmas time. Mm -hmm. I think no matter what goes on in my life, when Christmas comes around, I always find some bit of hope and joy. And I think that's probably because that's really what Christmas is about, all about having the faith and having hope and believing in something, you know, Mm -hmm. that is outside of ourselves. And so I knew that this year had been very, very hard for a lot of people. And I said, well, what brings me joy? I said, well, Christmas music brings me joy. And I said, well, then I'm going to make a Christmas album. And hopefully I can, you know, a lot of people, we can't go home for the holidays, but maybe I can bring the holidays home this year, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So that is why I decided to do For Christmas Sake. It is so good. And it's all of the Christmas jams and all the Black Christmas jams. Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can we mm-hmm. just listen to different music? That's all. Just all. Okay. <laughs> um, can we talk about the visuals? Like, <clears throat> yes. so Julian, our friend Julian, Julian was yes. one of the producers. Shout out to Julian. Blah, blah, blah. He's cute and Asian. He's dating my friend Rick. Anyway. Ah! Um First of all, you a queer, I like to say it like this because I like to say black queer gay artist instead of just gay mm-hmm. artists. Like, we don't need a dick in our mouth in our introduction. You know, our queerness is the part mm-hmm. that you're loving, okay? So as exactly. a black queer artist, uh, it was so many melanated people in the room. There yes. was someone melanated that was directing the shoot, like the... the ju- <sighs> I'm like, Holy Spirit, send my coin so I can do the same thing. Holy Spirit. Everybody who's listening, just just touch your hands up and say, Holy Spirit, send my coin so I can do the same thing. Okay? Because what it was, first of all, first of all, God could trust you with it. Amen? Mm -hmm. Because he knew Mm -hmm. that you would steward it rightly. That's the first thing. I felt the word on Uh that. If God can trust you with it, sis, okay, he's going to trust you with it. Now, 
that just it was so many queer, so many melanated people in the room. Uh, mm-hmm. The uh, what I loved your dressers, the people that were just going around, just making sure everybody was sharp, just and just bougie black. Fabulous people, bitch. I lived. Tell us about that whole experience. The day before I got there, um, I guess a statement was made is that this is the queer Christmas that I wish I had growing up. So tell us about just the whole experience. Yes. Well, so when I came up with the concept of it, I wanted it to be a movie musical because... I felt growing up, and also we've had a lot of new queer Christmas movies come out this year, right? But mm-hmm. nobody ever looked like us, Monique. Everybody oh, so was good. always so, just, no, 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 say that. What was that? You said there was a that, lot of Christmas movies that came out yes. this year, but none of them. Girl, once like Noah's Ark went off, girl, they stopped. Okay, exactly. And that I hard. had a problem with that. I hated that when Christmas came around, there was no gay black love stories. There was Mm -hmm. no gay black Christmas happily ever after, you know? Mm -hmm. And I said, I don't like that. And so I said, I want to do that for myself. So I said, we're going to take for Christmas sake. And I was very specific. I said, Santa has to be a dark skinned man. I said, everybody in the cast has to be queer. I want to have transgender black women. I want to have drag queens. I want every part of the spectrum represented in the film. And the funny thing is that we didn't have any lesbians in the film. However, I fixed that because then I got Wanda Sykes to narrate the film. Bitch, so then that added that into Yeah. So I was like, I want every part of it, you know, covered because I just mm-hmm. I remember one when I the year after I came out, that I came out in November of like 2018 and I didn't go home for Christmas because I was mm. scared that I didn't know how the city would take me in my new mm-hmm. awakening and my new freedom. And I didn't mm-hmm. want that. I didn't want homophobia to ruin my Christmas. So for mm-hmm. me, it was better off for me just to stay home. And mm-hmm. I said, but I had the privilege of being able to fly to New York and make my own Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. I said, but there are so many queer youth and queer families around mm-hmm. the world that don't have that ability and spend the holidays alone and probably don't like the holidays. That I said, I want people to watch this and feel something. That's all I want, you know, because I probably won't make half of what I spent on the video, but that wasn't why I did it. I did it because the message was important to our society and to our culture. And, okay, now we're going to pass the offering plate, y'all, and that was it, okay? (laughs) Sopranos, get on up and sing us a song. Oh, the doors of the church are open, Uh, (laughs) y'all. I mean, very much that. Like, I was happy that I was there on the days that I was there. Uh, We filmed my part. It comes out December 18th, correct? Correct. Please. Oh, <sighs> okay. So you sent me the little sneak peek, bitch. Uh, but I was like, <laughs> uh, first I fast forwarded to see where I, you know, what I look like, bitch. Uh-huh. And then we you went look back sickening. Like, you look sickening, though. <laughs> Girl, so, you know, my part is Cupid because, you know, mother love. Anyway. Yeah. Um, y'all paired me up with this cute Latin man, girl. He was real cute. Um, <laughs> my favorite part is that without giving too much away, the last ending song, your pose, mm-hmm. your everything that was happening with you. And I'm going to just have to say this, girl. The Snow Flaring Skull. Yes. Isn't it so good? Oh, it was 
and the crazy thing is that the snow looks fake when you watch it, but it was real. We really had the snow blowing. It was real, bitch. I was like, my lashes, my lashes, my lashes. <laughs> oh my god, it was so like. Also, you did this during a pandemic. So, mm-hmm. a round of applause, Holy Spirit. Okay, he said, when we I did. want. When I want to do something, he says, I will do it. Okay, so that part. Um, I just, I'm just so blessed. Like, it, y'all, when y'all see it, y'all, okay, let me just, y'all going to just, it's so well, good. I, I, it was, and it was a blessing to have you as well. Because when Julie and I were talking, we were talking about drag queens. I was like, oh, Monique, definitely. I was like, that's definitely <laughs> at the top of the list, you know, because it was important for, and that's why we got like Manila and we got Sugarcane. Yeah, it was important that we got queens of color as well, you yes. know? Yes, it was so, I just think all around, like, after hearing that that was the statement and then having that finale moment, you're like, I know, like, for me, I'm not going to lie. I was having this little truth moment. Like, Lord, I'm like, has my heart grown a little cold? Just, you know, Mm. just one, uh, this world is so horrible and you just put up walls to kind of guard or whatever. Um, And then just I've recognized something in my own life and even with my relationship with my mom of code switching and just trying to not stir the pot with your personality or with your extraness. So you just try to but I recognize that in that moment while we're having this beautiful uh, production go on and I'm like, this is like acting, but this is also like the life I wanted. And then also the life that I'm living in this moment, like it's very present. So it just hit me in so many different places. And I think that that's what I wanted to say. Like, if nothing is ever done again, bitch, this is out there forever for the kids to look back and go, that's me. I see yes. me in this. Like, yes. and then that's me not only as the talent, not only as the writer, but the production, the every like every part of it was melanation dripping the house down. So just thank you, yes. thank you, thank you. I'm just of so course. okay. Now, <clears throat> how can we support you and your family at this time? Because I know that you have been like going through it. Oh, yes. So um my mother, uh, well, actually, and I knew this. I've known, I think probably about two months now, my mother was diagnosed with uh, breast cancer. So luckily they did in her surgery, they were able to get all of the cancer. Um, And so it's not, she was very early on. And so she starts chemo the week after Christmas, you know? And, um, and so we're, we're trying to figure out the best way to make that happen. I'm trying to convince her to come out to LA to do it, but she wants to do it from Kansas city. And so really to, to support is just to, keep us in your prayers, you know, yeah. and, and to keep us, you know, uplifted and, and to just think about us because it is definitely going to be a a time, I think more so for her because the chemo is, you know, done to make sure that the cancer doesn't come back. But mm-hmm. I think it's going to be an interesting journey for her once she starts, you know, losing hair and stuff like that. Yeah. And don't worry, I didn't already bought her a wig. It's being custom made. Come on, Tokyo okay. Styles, the house the wi- down, Listen, girl. the wig is being sold and it will be shipped to Kansas City for her to put on I as live. soon as she is ready. So I think, you know, it, it's going to be a trying time, but I have complete faith that we are going to be able to survive and, and and make it through. You know, I think she's the strongest person that I know. So I have no doubts or any fears. 
Yes. Okay, well, two things. I'm going to give you one of my prayer requests is one, her strength in the Lord, speedy recovery, but then also that she go. I'm praying to my mom. I'm like, look, woman, buy a house. I'm going to buy you a house. Like, just uh-huh. come out here. Your best days should be in the sun, girl. Right. Who wants to be in the cold weather, girl? Right. I told up. her that. Yeah, I told her. I was like, <laughs> well, I mean, I think you would rather be in a place to feel good all the time, <laughs> you know? I like, would. Mom, the, the, it's like 83 outside right now. Now, at nighttime, right. it's going to be, you know, 50. But it's right. not going to be snow. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, also, uh, or where do you fall in the uh, lineup? Like, how many is it of you kids? It's just me. I, I'm you, the only child. It's just me. Is your mom married or? No. No, she's divorced. Okay, then this is going, okay, this is going to resonate because this is what. Uh-huh. I, because Drag Race changed my life, da, 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 I fully financially take care of my mom and, and like, mm. pay her bills or whatever, right? And mm-hmm. when you were just saying, like, no, I didn't got the lace front, da, 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 da. They, society dogged us as just being queer people and being queer Black men, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're weak and we're less than da, 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 da. But yet our mothers raised us to be a good man, right? And even though, now I don't know on your side of the fence, it was, she's still not like, woo, 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 my son's like gay. She's like, God redeems all, you still end mm-hmm. up, you know what I mean? That's where she, um, but she recently, I think last December or two Decembers ago, um, yeah, two Decembers ago, m- my childhood best friend died. Um, and I sent my mom to go stay with his mom, da 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 and she has all of these black sons and they are, you know, black men. And they treat her like trash. And my mom came mm-hmm. back and she said, I'm just so thankful for my baby. Like my baby honors me and loves me and da 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 And so I guess in saying like, isn't it amazing how like the gay sissy sons that they were like, you're not a man, you're not this, are like stepping up and being the men and honoring and providing and taking care of. And I think it just speaks volumes to, to everything that we were taught or ever heard. Like, no, 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 no. It's the sissy that's running shit over here. Trust. Right. Like, okay, like, now right. go get my heels too. But, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but no, you're absolutely right. And you know, I think that's because it's, we have easily in society said that being a man has to do with masculinity mm-hmm. and it doesn't. It doesn't matter if you got a six pack or whatever, because there's a lot of people running up and down Los Angeles that look good, but don't have a, a, a bed to sleep in. You that know, and got many other things that's wrong with them, you know? And I think the difference is, is that because of our queerness and having to stay true to who we are and in somewhat being survivalists, yes. we have a different moral code. Mm-hmm. You know, the ethics of us is very different. For instance, I, I drove home for Thanksgiving. Me and my mother, before that, barely talked because of me coming out. We had mm. a very strenuous uh, relationship, which is why I wasn't going home for holidays, you know? And the day I was leaving to come back to LA, my mother said to me, she said, I am so sorry for everything. And from that moment, the light that was lifted and brought into my life at that Mm. moment, it just felt like all of my trauma was starting to be healed, you know? And it was Uh. crazy because I would talk to people and I was like, I am really excited to see who I am going to be now because Mm -hmm. that situation has clouded my life, my entire life. I don't know who I am without that pain or Mm -hmm. without that hurt. 
And yeah. what was amazing was that she's still my mother and I still understand. And, you know, this is another lesson I learned is that I went to Oprah Winfrey's, um, she did a tour all about healing and, and, and wealth and, and well-being. And she talked about her mother passing away. And she also had a difficult relationship with her mother. And she said that how it was so hard for her to go to the hospital when her mother was dying. And she could never find the words to say when she was there. She just felt a lot of anger. And then she said, but on the day she passed, she finally found the words to be able to say goodbye to her mother. And what she did is that she thanked her mother for being the mother. Because what she realized that if her mother would not have been the mother that she was, she would not have become Oprah Winfrey. You know, and I agree if my mother wasn't the mother that she was and if I wouldn't have experienced those things, I would not have had the determination and the will to become who I am today, you mm-hmm. know, and and I thank her for that. And I, I know we do a lot of talking about becoming and talking about how we become who we are. Mm-hmm. But I think what happens is that in everybody's life, we will all experience hard times. And we will always experience trauma and stuff like that. So when we get to a place of success or when we feel like we finally reached where we are supposed to be, what we now need to focus on, how do we unbecome all of the bad attributes that came with that? Come how do we that. unlearn? How do we unlearn the trauma yes. so that we can now find who we are organically in its most undisturbed place? Mm-hmm. It's so true. I... It's so weird, like lately, so the pandemic happened and I had time to kind of deal and process. And I had a few dreams where I felt like the Lord was showing me stuff about my heart or whatever. And I just, I didn't fully understand it. And then recently, I don't know, girl, <laughs> secretly, Miss Ayama Van Sant has been getting me right together. <laughs> I'm serious, honey. Miss Fix Show Life has been like, Yes, I identify with that. Boom, like this and giving things language. And one thing she said was, you have to thank God and be thankful for all of the parts, even the broken pieces and the pieces that you don't, because those are the pieces that made you. You know what I mean? Like, And it's just not even like the hardships and the struggles, but like the dysfunctional parent that you had, that person made you and you would not be here without... So being able to say thank you for even the smallest has been like, you know, because for me, I have been like, I struggle with my, like, when I look at you, I'm like, she's so free. And I'm like, I just want to be so free and Nelly and just like, (laughs) yes, girl, you know? And I feel like on some parts I am very that, but then I know when I go out into society, I feel like, you know, I'm a black man. I got to like butch up, da, 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 because Mm -hmm. it's just not safe. And the crazy thing is, I don't feel safe as a femme queen and I don't feel safe like walking down the street with my shoulders like broad either because then I look too threatening. Um, And so then it's just really like, how do you tell people that are close to your mom, relations, whatever, like this is what I'm feeling and be vulnerable when you are the same people that have not been safe to be vulnerable with. And I think like you said, like it's just that shift. And I think the unlearning so we can be our most authentic selves. Ah. So blessed. Family, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in. Kaylin, you blessed. Oh, I feel enriched, y'all. Okay. Ah, Come with uh, with a word, right? Uh, How can we catch up with you and stay up with you? Like, what's your, like, how can we follow you and whatnot? You know, I make it very easy. You can follow me everywhere at just the Kaylin Allen. It's very easy. 
Leo, so much. Kaylin, be blessed. I love you. Holy Spirit, enrich him in every way he needs. Holy Spirit, everything that he poured out for that music video, we ask for triple. We ask that you be Amen. with him and his mama. We ask for the healing, restoration, love, and everything else that I didn't pray. Holy Spirit, feel. All right. I love you so much. Amen. Thank you so much, Monique. This was wonderful. All right. Be blessed, babe. Bye. Ellie. Girl, now it's your turn. Family, I would love to introduce you to our call and response part of the show. Phone a friend. Each week, I will be asking you questions, and I want to hear how you feel, what you think, and how you get down. Now, last week, I asked for your Drag Race audition questions, but I didn't give you the email. I know. Please forgive me. So, <laughs> the email is aceofheartspod at gmail.com. That's aceofheartspod at gmail.com. Now, here you go. Since you didn't get your questions, because I didn't give you the email, here are some tips. One, be your best self, okay? So, if your self is like, okay, you know, I'm the girl from Friday night, da, 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 then we need you to be your best self on Friday night, okay? We need your makeup to be looking good, okay? We want you to even smell good. We, they should look at your video and go, I feel like she smells good, too. Mm-hmm. Let's listen to what she got to say, okay? Have a story. Like, tell your story. Remember, like, This is television. This is not Miss Continental. This is not Miss Gay America. This is not Miss Universal. This is a television competition, okay? So you have to be funny, okay? And we need funny, not just a shady old bitter queen, okay? Thank you. So also, this is what you want to do. When it comes to Snatch Game, now here you go. Most people may go, oh, you didn't do that well. Well, girl. I did good enough the second time to make sure that I was what? A runner up. Thank you. Good night. Now, Snatch Game is not about just taking a character. Like where I messed up season 10 was I was like, Maxine Waters. Oh, reclaiming my time, reclaiming my time. That was a big trending factor. You know what I mean? It was a big trending thing that was going on in pop culture. I did not really know her background story. So when RuPaul started to ask me questions, Outside of just trying to be funny, like it was when it was about where, what district did she work in and like how many years had she been doing this? It was like, uh, oh, I just thought I had to be funny and say reclaiming my time, reclaiming my time. And I thought I was going to be like a hit wonder. No, 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 no. You need to know your character inside and out. How would your, your character respond to this question and not just respond to it, but it has to be funny. Make RuPaul laugh. Girl, when I got there, season 10, it's hard because there's no laughing track. And if RuPaul don't laugh at you, girl, he just look at you. So then you get back to the, the, the workroom and you're just feeling horrible. And then the TAs come up to you and they're like, oh, don't worry. RuPaul hates Snatch Game. It's not going to be a big deal. Bitch, it was a big deal because my ass went home. Okay? That part. Girl, trash. Anyway, so Snatch Game, make sure you know your character inside and out. Be funny. Think big. If you're going to do a character that's normally like a hated person, a hated character, then you have to push it to the max. I've heard a lot of white people say, oh, they want to do Karen. Cute. You have to push Karen to the max. You have to make Karen that white woman that everyone knows and thinks as soon as they see her, as soon as she speaks, everything. Okay. And it has to be funny. Don't just insult people. You know what I mean? Like it, 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 this is comedy. This is television. So if that's not your your wheelhouse, hang it up. Don't go on the show with the leotard. 
I'm going to say this one more time. If you are thinking about auditioning and you're showing nothing but leotards, sis, I'm going to tell you to hang it up. Like, that, this is not your game, okay? They are not looking for the girl on a Friday night. They're looking for the next drag superstar, okay? If Lady Gaga said, darling, we want you on the red carpet, what are you wearing, okay? We know that you will be in a leotard when you perform, okay? Beyonce's in a leotard when she performs, but what are you wearing when you are standing next to your greats, okay? You are an international superstar the moment you get that phone call. So, look super, look great. But this week, I want to hear from you. So send in your questions, voice memos, anything that you want to send in, girl. You're like, Monique, ha da 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 Monique, I want to ask this man out on a date and I don't know. Monique, how do you pick out your foundation? How do you douche? How do you bottom? How do you top? I don't know. Clip your fingernails. Bite your toes. Whatever, girl. Just send it in and then we will listen back or read back. We really want to hear a voicemail. So please send me voicemails, okay? I just really be like, oh, I got to hear your voice. That way I get to really like feel what it is that you, you know what I mean? That you're saying to me. You know, I want to go, hmm, got it. All right. Well, play it back or read it aloud the following week. So excited to hear from you all. All right, family, this was another episode uh, on Ace of Hearts. So good, honey, creating your own lane. I feel so enriched, so empowered. So like I'm tingling right now, buzzing. Uh, I hope you are too. I love you so much. I'll see you next week, same time, same place here on HeadGum. I love you all. Be blessed. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.